Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 147 of the Social Liability Podcast, the podcast where we discuss those folks in our lives that just violate the social contracts that we all agree to live by. I am your host, The Rez, with my co-host, The Buck, bringing you new and interesting stories from the far reaches of the internet. Buck, we've got some eclectic stuff this week. We really do. Nothing, Nothing really themed like you did with the subcockles of Reddit or other podcasts where... This week, we're going to have episodes all about bosses, or not episodes, but stories, rather, all about bosses. This one's kind of eclectic. You know, I muted myself to cough there. You could have, you could have talked for me, buddy. I'm, I'm really sorry. I was just looking at you, like, convulsing over there, trying to, like, keep in rhythm. I was like, how long is it going to go? How long is he going to last? <laughs> I, I, got, I just, I got through the spiel. I tried to, I tried to, to I tried to like package up an advertisement for the subcock was a Reddit and pass it to you so you could run with it. So I could go over here and die I, from a coughing fit. And instead you just completely fumbled. I didn't fumble. I just watched the car drive off the cliff. I just. Yeah, well, I'm sorry, man. I'm, so Buck has I'm a podcast. Stoned, Buck has a podcast. Listen to it sometime. Okay, so we're yeah. going to start with something from Vice.com. Woman scammed by Russian astronaut who claimed to need money to return to Earth. <laughs> you know, I, I, I really try to warn people, you know, to, to mind your elder elders, you know, that, you know, they are susceptible to these scams that happen on the Internet. But there's sometimes the stuff is just so stupid that it's kind of like... He kind of had that coming. <laughs> and I haven't read the story yet, so let's let's get into it. A man claiming to be a Russian astronaut in space allegedly scammed a Japanese woman into paying for his return trip to Earth, vowing to marry her once he landed. The man found the 65-year-old unnamed victim on Instagram in June. On his profile, he uploaded random pictures of space and said he worked at the International Space Station where astronauts have limited access to cell service. Their relationship quickly escalated. Online, a Japanese messaging app, it's similar to Facebook Messenger, uh, he reportedly said he loved her and proposed marriage. He said to her, uh, her messages like, quote, I want to start my life in Japan, and saying that his 1,000 times won't be enough, but I'll say, I'll keep saying it, I love you. <laughs> But in actual, but but to actually tie the knot, he said he needed the money to return to Earth. There were landing fees to pay once in Japan, and the cost of a rocket to actually fly to the country. <laughs> believing the man, wow. believing this man would be her future fiance, the woman paid him about four point four million yen, or about thirty thousand U.S. dollars, in five installments Ooh. from August nineteenth to September fifth. But when his demands continued, the woman grew suspicious. <laughs> oh. And she reported him to the police who investigated the case as a romance scam. Romance scams when a criminal creates a fake identity to gain the victim's trust to dupe them into paying them money. Uh, they've been increasing in Japan as of late. Though Japanese police do not collect data specific to romance scams, the number of fraud cases, which includes romance scams, rose from 8,693 in 2012 to 14,498 last year, a nearly 67% increase over a 10-year period. 
The numbers of the reports peaked in 2017 with 18,212 cases and appeared to have declined afterwards, though police have reported an uptick since 2020. <laughs> he needed landing fees in a, in a rocket. He needed to buy a rocket. <laughs> what in the ever-loving shit? That's that's some that's some ballsy scamming there. That is either something some incre- incredible stupidity or incredible loneliness. I'm not sure which one to really attribute it to. Um, I think I think it could be a very careful tincture of both. Like, in order for that scam to hit, like all the stars got to be aligned. No pun intended. Like, you know. Uh... <laughs> like I no, I really didn't. I it, like something happened there to like wow. Four point five million yen later, and that's that's where the threshold for suspicion began. Wait, that a was in it. <laughs> after after you're down thirty k American, that's when that's when your radar starts to ping. It's like hmm. Wait, some the square peg doesn't look like it fits in this round hole here. Huh. Something might be afoot. You know? Is he afooting me? Hmm. Gets to the police. The police, they probably... And they like, said, an astronaut, you say. Yes, yes, go on, ma'am. Please continue. <laughs> that... I'm like a really compassionate and like I can I can I can keep my my feelings to myself when somebody's offloading a drama bomb like I I can do that you know I I have a conscience and and some you know ethos and logos and porthos and athos and eramos and all the moses but you know at the end of the day Listening to that story, I can only imagine being the cop behind the desk going, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) How am I, how am I, like, she actually expects there to be an investigation about an astronaut? No, 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 no. No, ma'am, this is a very short investigation. That that is not an astronaut. We, I don't need... That not a single phone call needs to be made here. I, I want to know where tell- I want to know where she sent the money. Yeah, I want to know where she sent the fucking money. <laughs> I'm guessing someplace but, in Russia. That's all I can guess. <laughs> oh my gosh, there's all sorts of stuff hiding in that fucking country, man. Yeah, boy. If I'd like the key, if I'd like a backstage pass to somewhere, to like just be able to like go in. And come out with whatever I can carry. That 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 would be the place. All right, Buck. Let's get to our next story. It's coming from Sky News, so we're going across the pond. Vegan who failed to deal with mouse infestation and fed them instead of instead is fined by the courts. <laughs> A vegan who failed to deal with her mouse infestation at her home because of her ethical beliefs has been fined by the court. Margaret Mazzoni, 73, considered the mice her pets and said they would not go to their neighbors because she looked after them. <laughs> Tendering District Council prosecuted the pensioner for a second time after she did, she did not comply with a previous order made in April. At a hearing at the 
magistrate's court this month, Mazzoni was told that the court respects her beliefs as an ethical vegan. Others saw the mice as vermin. <laughs> the court said the impact of the infestation on her neighbors meant the inaction was not appropriate. Mazzoni admitted wow. to the hearing on, on the 6th of October to charges of failing to comply with the notice under the Environmental Protection Act and a notice under the Prevention of Damage to Pests Act. She was fined 1,500 pounds, and the court awarded the council costs of 2,395 pounds and imposed a victim surcharge of 150 pounds. The court held that the council's environmental health team was called in by the neighboring residents who were overrun by mice, causing property damage due to the conditions at Mazzoni's mid-terrace home. Staff made several visits to the offender help uh, to the visits and the offender helped before issuing notices, ordering Mazzoni to stop feeding birds, to clear the overgrowth garden, and to call in pest control, the authorities said. While some buildings work were carried out by the council, food and shelter continue to be provided by Mazzoni for the mice, leading to an overpowering smell for which forced neighbors to move out. The council offered Mazzoni alternative accommodation, but she considers the mice her pets and said that she would not go to her neighbor. They would not go to her neighbors because she looked after them and refused to take action against. Started saying it was against her ethical beliefs. This led to the first prosecution since which the dispute continues. Regular visits by the environmental health team have nothing changed, <laughs> leaving the council no choice but to prosecute again. So how many times are you going to do this? I mean, she's just ruining. A neighborhood, like literally ruining a neighborhood, causing filth and destruction, and we're just going to keep finding her. I'll burn the house down at this point. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, there's a certain point where you just condemn the house. I'm sorry. I don't even I, like. I can't even wrap my mind around this. So, woman is what an ethical vegan. Is what is is what we're saying? Yes, people that identify that that way, they usually will not either kill a house fly. You know. Okay, you can be an ethical vegan, but my buddy's cat isn't. Is that okay? No. Nope. I mean, like these are the same freaking lunatics that say my dog is a vegetarian, my dog's a vegan. Your dog. I'll tell you what, right now. That, that, I'm sorry, that ma'am. Fucking... I'm sorry, ma'am. That Chihuahua looks like it's about to die. That's a German Shepherd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I'll tell you what. Right now, man, like as bad as caregiver Katie is allergic to cats. I, I if if we had somebody like that living in our proximity, I'd I she and I would have to come to an agreement. I'd be like, all right, if they want to be the Pied Piper of fucking Hamlin over there, you know. I, we're 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 getting we're getting a bunch of fucking cats. That's what I do. Like I, I'm surprised one of their neighbors didn't jump on jump on that on that on that bandwagon. It's like okay, well you know what, you can have as many mice as you want. I'm gonna buy, you know, ten ten cats, and we'll just we'll just we'll just see what happens. You know, and and you know they're my pets. They won't cross into your yard, and uh, and your mice won't cross into mine. That's 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 how this will work. Great, you know. Great, you know, perfect. Back when I lived in Pennsylvania, I had a townhouse, and it was a in a row of uh, three, and we had this little laundry nook, I guess you could call it, in the, in the kitchen, and we kept hearing this. Yang, 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 yang. Yang, 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 yang. What 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 the hell is that noise? And then we we found it. It was in the wall behind the washer and dryer, 
And we kept hearing this, this gnawing noise. And then finally, one day, I started beating on the wall like a lunatic. You know, just bop, 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 bop. And I heard something moving. And it was moving towards the outer wall. So I went outside, and I saw this rat. Now, it, you know, I've, I've spent a lot of time in the city. And, you know, it wasn't like a New York City rat or anything where you, you expect it to carry your children off. But it was a damn nice-sized rat. And it just came, like, out from under the, the, the siding on the side of my house. I'm like, what the hell? And it ran over my neighbor's yard. Well, my neighbors had a bunch of shit in their yard, but it didn't bother me any because I couldn't see it. There was a tree in the way. Um, and we kept having this rat problem for a while. And we had these giant fucking rat traps that we'd set out. And it it wasn't uncommon. Every morning I'd go out there and have to take a take a dead rat and wing it into the farmer's field behind me <laughs> because I was catching them all the freaking time. It was ridiculous. Um, eventually we found out that my neighbors were hoarders, uh, like big ones. They had so much stuff in the house, um, that the, 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 that's where the rats were coming from. When, once they got the yard cleaned out, you saw all these little like rat highways where they had dug these like trenches to get under everything. And, you know, once they got cleaned up, it was, um, you know, the rats went away, but you know, we had this huge fucking rat problem um and it was horrible you know because we have to clean house we had cat yeah we had a cat we had a dog you know and then both of them like i'll I'll get them but they got to come in the house instead of just hanging out in the walls you know um no we lived next door we lived next to a cornfield so every every fall winter you know you you get a couple mice here and there and that's that's something you deal with but Rats, completely different story, man. When we got something in there like, like the the size of your forearm crawling crawling around in your walls, dude, it's it's ugh, no sir. You are a dick. What? You 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 asshat. I remember that hole. I remember that house. I remember all of this. But you know what I don't remember? I don't remember you telling me before Oh my god. We were it was oh my gosh. Raz you dick. I I can't believe you don't remember this. We were I came to visit you at at that house. And you were like, "Hey, check this out." And you brought me out back. I was on my cripple sticks and everything. I hobble out to your back. I'm sitting there smoking cigarettes, and you're like, "Check out this hole. Put your hand in there." What? <laughs> check this out. Reach in there, reach in there, and tell me what you feel. I'm just like no, and I never did. I never did because you know it's the way that you just got so excited about the thought of me sticking my hand in there. I was just immediately taken like five steps back from the fucking thing, but I never heard that there was a suspected rodent. Like, what are you, man? Oh my god, I, I don't you... recall this. <laughs> You totally did, man. You totally set me up. If, 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 and this is a big if, if that happened, I I wouldn't have let you stick your hand in the hole. I don't think you would (laughs) have. That's a a big if, because I do not remember this. Of course you don't. Nobody, nobody ever remembers holding the smoking gun. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You know what, man? That's why we're still friends. 
what do we what do we got next, man? What, what keep keep this comedy monkey go around spinning? What do we got? We we what, what do we have right now? As in, like, what is the next segment on the social liability podcast? Sure, it's a commercial. Okay, Buck, we're back, and uh, you know I actually mistimed that commercial. I usually do it after three stories, so we're gonna do four of them back to back here, folks. So buckle your seatbelts. We have a return story from last week. Remember we talked about those fishing? Yes, there's alarms. We know uh, there was a fishing tournament where some guys were putting lead weights into the fish. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is coming from Reuters. Two men indicted in Ohio on charges of cheating in a fishing tournament. Two men have been indicted on criminal charges after being accused of cheating last month in the Lake Erie fishing tournament by placing weights in walleyes in a scheme to win prize money of more than $28,000. A grand jury on Wednesday indicted uh, Jacob Runyon and Chase Kaminsky on felony cheating, attempted grand theft, and possession of criminal tools. <laughs> they were charged with unlawful ownership of wild animals, a misdemeanor, and the office of the county prosecutor has said in a statement. The men face up to 12 months in prison and up to $2,500 in fines for the felonies and 30 days in jail and a $250 fine for the misdemeanor. On Tuesdays, authorities execute a search warrant at Kaminsky's residence and seize his boat and trailer. <laughs> I take all crime very seriously, especially when it gets in the news. And I believe that these two individuals attempted to do what was attempted. What they attempted to do was not only dishonorable, but also criminal. It was unclear whether the two men have attorneys yet. However, on September 30th, they competed in the Lake Erie Walleye Tournament in Cleveland. Participants from the surrounding several states competed in the tournament to see which team could catch five of the heaviest walleye in Lake Erie. After the competition, a tournament director noticed Runyon and Kaminsky's walleyes weighed more than they appeared and sliced the fish open. Ten weights were located inside the walleyes, <laughs> weighing about 12 ounces each, and two weighed 8 ounces. Several walleye fillets were also found inside the fish. They stuffed dead fish inside the fish too, folks. The men were immediately disqualified and instructed to leave the tournament. If Runyon and Kaminsky had won this tournament, they would have received a total prize of $28,760. They're getting charged. They got their boat and their stuff seized. I'm, I, I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> Dude, I remember this story actually a lot better than I probably should. They they ended up like almost doubling the weight of their of of yeah. the people who they got greedy. Like they got greedy. <laughs> they got so fucking greedy, man. Like they they came in with like thirty three pounds, and then their the next person, like the number two contestant, came in with seventeen. Like I remember this. And I'll say it again. I'll be a shit-covered dick if fucking five fish weighs weigh forty fucking pounds. Yeah, they, like they don't, they don't, if they if they got greedy. They should have looked at last year's numbers and just increased it by five pounds. Easy peasy. They really should have. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it's so easy to Monday morning quarterback these these elaborate hoaxes, but the moral of the story should be: don't fucking cheat. True. Like. Like we sit here and we overanalyze their their schemes and heists, and you know we really could do it better, folks. I'm not even gonna lie. Raz and I could go out 
into the Cleveland walleye tournament, catch five fucking fish of any size and make them weigh unsuspiciously more than any other fucking fish because we're not greedy. Pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered, okay? We're not going to come up there with five fucking tadpoles and go, oh, yeah, here, here we go, you know, 40 pounds. Now, man, come on. Twelve, five weights, and you're stuffing dead fish into fish. Yeah, yeah. So good it's on, like, good, good on. I, 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 this is all crime. I take it seriously. No, you're taking it seriously because it got in the paper, like nationwide, and it ended up on the social liability podcast. So that's why you're taking action. Don't lie. You know what? I mean, I really believe that this would not have got more attention if we didn't cover it last week. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, I, 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 I know, this... I know for certain that caregiver Katie wouldn't have known about it otherwise. Nope, we <laughs> springboarded this whole movement because if you do remember, <laughs> you can go back, you can go back and listen. When we first covered it, the purse on this particular prize was supposed to only be five k. Like I remember that they were they were doing all this hoaxing and all this heisting. And all this cahooting over $5,000. And we find out it's over twenty eight k now. So, we, so, but this, uh, just, that detail would have never surfaced if it wasn't for the Social Liability Podcast, folks. I, I'm going back we and I'm, I'm looking at the analytics. The off. I'm looking at the analytics on last week's episode. I don't think we had that much of an impact. <laughs> Is it more than one? It's more than one. <laughs> Every flame starts with a spark, motherfucker. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, our next story comes out of Nassau County, Florida, and this is the epitome of it. So, but so you know what that means, Buck. Yes. Florida man, Florida man, does whatever the fuck he can. Makes headlines every time. Florida's paradigm. Look out. Here comes Florida men. Here comes Florida men, folks, as two fathers shoot each other's daughters during a road rage incident. Two Florida men, fathers, who shot each other's daughters during a road rage incident were arrested and each charged with one count of attempted second-degree murder. William Joseph Hale, 35, and Frank Gillard Allison, 43, were both arrested on Saturday evening and booked into the Nassau County Jail. During a press briefing on Monday, Bill Leeper, Nassau County Sheriff, described the men's behavior as stupid and crazy. On Saturday, just after 6 o'clock on US-1, there was a road rage incident that led to numerous 911 calls alleging people being shot. The witnesses who spoke to authorities said Hale was driving a black Dodge Ram with five people inside, and Allison was driving a gray Nissan Murano with three people inside. Leeper maintains that the witnesses contacted 911 because both vehicles were driving so recklessly that he thought something horrible was about to happen and that the interaction between the two vehicles was like a cat and mouse game. Uh, per Leeper's investigation, able to establish that both Hale and Allison were speeding, driving recklessly, and brake checking each other in moments prior to the shootings. Uh, he defined this behavior as getting in front of each other and applying the brakes. No shit. Thanks for defining brake checking, asshole. Uh, Hale and the dri- was the driver of the Dodge Ram began yelling at Allison, the driver of the Nissan, to pull over and at some point during the incident. The Nissan's right front passenger stretched out her hand of the window and used her middle finger to flip the other car off. Now, Buck, you might not know this, but you use your middle finger on your hand to express displeasure to someone. 
Mm, yes. Right. <laughs> Not to point out that they are in fact number one. No, no, no. This is no. this is indeed derogatory. The, Correct. <laughs> uh, the Nissan's driver Allison then pulled out his Sig Sauer 45 caliber semi-automatic gun and fired one round at the other car before speeding away. The five-year-old daughter of Hale was hit in the leg by the bullet entering through the right passenger door of the Dodge Ram. Allison told investigators he just wanted to get out of the whole scenario, which is why he fired the shot. Well, we're not done, Buck. Because <laughs> when the shots fired, everything changed and the whole scenario turned into a fast and furious chase. Hale noticed that his daughter was hit and seeing that the Nissan was getting away, he had to chase the Nissan down. Leaper said that after catching up to the Nissan, Hale pulled out a Glock 9mm semi-automatic handgun from the driver's side and fired seven shots, seven to eight rounds into the Nissan. The Nissan was hit at least by three rounds, one of which hit Allison's 14-year-old daughter in the back, causing a collapsed lung. Both drivers observed an NCSO patrol not long after the second child was shot and stopped. The deputy intervened to stop the fight between the two men after they got into an argument. The two girls were taken to a nearby hospital by fire and rescue personnel, and injuries sustained by both girls are considered to be non-fatal. Hale and Allison were taken into custody at Nassau County Jail. What in the ever-loving shit is that? <laughs> it's Florida, man. <laughs> Dude. Two fucking kids got shot over fucking what? Brake checking? Road Dude, rage. you're supposed to be... Like, seriously, you're grown-ass fucking men. Cut it the fuck out. You know? Seriously. Cut it the fuck out. People, if you can't fucking drive, then don't fucking do it. Okay? If you get that pissed off uh, while you're driving your car, then you shouldn't do it. So they're, they're you shouldn't act, do it. They're out there acting like shit sticks. And his five-year-old daughter gets her leg blown apart. And his response is, I'm going to chase this guy down. Okay. Yeah, no kidding. Not, what are not, you, the, man? not that I need to save my daughter's life. No, I need to chase this guy down and shoot him back. And in the process, shooting another innocent 14-year-old kid in the back. Like, come on, dude. Come on. Both of you. So shame on you. Neither one of you will have your children anymore, guaranteed. You're both going to be spending a substantial amount of time in prison, I would imagine. Congrats. Congratulations, you stupid, hairless monkeys. Just, I, I just don't yeah, get that, it. That's fucking horrible, man. I can get mad, and like, I can, I can, I can, I can tell someone to eat a dick with the, with the best of them. But goddamn, you know what? I mean, like steering wheels take an incredible amount of damage. They really do. You can punch that fucking steering wheel, and you probably won't even ruin your car if you get that fucking mad, man. You know, hit the wheel. Don't don't shoot a kid. Right. Well, Buck, we're going to stick with the great state of Florida for the rest of the show. And this is being reported by Fox 35 Orlando. Florida bicyclist found with enough fentanyl to kill 4,000 people. Wow. This happened in Flagler County as a 53-year-old man who was riding a bike uh, was arrested after a deputy found enough fentanyl on the man to kill 4,000 people. Can we get, just listen? If you're a news reporter, can we stop? Having a headline be the first sentence just slightly reworded. Just can we can we get out of that, please? 
Uh, deputies arrested James Donald Forbes Jr. on Tuesday uh. around 9 p.m. after he was spotted riding his bicycle on the wrong side of the road with no reflectors. When asked if he had any weapons on him, Forbes said he had a knife on him. During the pat-down, the deputy noticed an unusual number of bulky items in Forbes' right pants pocket. Forbes told the deputy it was money and lighters. The deputy asked Forbes if he had any drugs on him, and he pulled out a bottle cap and an O-ring. Forbes threw the bottle cap away from the deputy's car in an attempt to tamper with evidence. As the deputy attempted to place Forbes in handcuffs, he pulled himself away and attempted to flee. When he was placed in handcuffs following a short struggle... After searching Forbes' pockets, the deputy found a green plastic container in his right front pocket with two separate plastic bags, each filled with four grams of fentanyl. The deputy said that's enough fentanyl to potentially kill 4,000 people. Not really. No. Forbes was charged with trafficking fentanyl and possession of methamphetamine. Uh, Forbes was also booked 12 times at the Flagler County Jail since 2013. So he's been there once or twice. He's got his favorite cot, you know, and all the CEOs know him by name. Yep, yep, and uh, you know he knows he knows exactly what size jumpsuit he needs. <laughs> yep. Jeez, I mean, uh... he knows which maintenance guy keeps the good cleaning supplies where. Like he knows. He knows. He knows. Um, yep. Can we quit exaggerating? No, he had enough fentanyl to kill four thousand people. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. <sighs> No, he didn't. He had enough fentanyl to make a couple hundred bucks. That's what he had. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. I mean, but if you ever notice the people that I have, was, they, they always got to be on a bike uh, for starters, you know, and it's always the, you know, the minor traffic offense that gets them. You know, you'd figure, see, I, I blame this on, on just, uh, again, a lack of planning. You know, I'm going to Monday morning quarterback this guy. He probably, like, really thought it out well. He's like, no, nah, I'm going to be way too fucked up to drive a car. He goes, but I'm not walking. I will concede to, to riding a bicycle. Boom. Done. And that's where he finished. Didn't look up any of the rules. He's probably riding around without a helmet on, too. I don't know if Florida has such a law, but you know what? If they do, they probably fucking ticketed him for it, too. You know, I don't even know what the law is regarding bicycles, what side of the road you're supposed to be on. My world, you're same size as a car, but some people will tell you that you're supposed to be opposite the flow of traffic, and I, I, mm-hmm. I still don't actually know. No, you go with the flow. You follow the same... You follow rules of the road. You have to signal, you know, like... There's, there's a lot that goes into just riding a bicycle, you know? It's it's not like it's not like it was in the eighties and nineties where you just hop on your BMX and hit the sidewalk. Like don't fucking ride your bicycle on a sidewalk. I guarantee you that's a good way to meet a cop. So the first thing like I, that, the first Google research the result I get back is bicyclists must ride on the right, but not always the far right. <laughs> so okay, yeah, on the right side. Yeah. You know, but yeah, again, you know, guy just didn't research the rules of the road, man. If he'd have done that, he probably could have got off scot-free. Cops probably wouldn't have wanted to stop his stinky ass anyhow. Yes, sir. There's nothing. But... Oh, how about work release on second shift? All those construction workers, the guys from R.H. Shepard coming back. Man, nothing like foundry balls to go searching under. Mm. So moving along, 
you're moving along now that you got that bad taste in your mouth. What are we? What are you going to be reading for us next? Stories coming from the Tampa Free Press, and if you listen to the show for any length of time, you know this is one of our favorite websites. A Florida mom arrested after calling 911 threatening to blow up a school. A Florida woman was jailed after she threatened to beat up a school principal and then blow up the school, according to investigators. The incident occurred last week in South Brevard area with Tiffany Marie, some Italian name because I've tried to pronounce it now three different times and I can't do it, was first issued a traffic citation by the school resource deputy and then trespassed from the school for causing a disruption. The SRD informed uh, Tiffany Marie that she would have to make arrangements for someone else to pick up her child from the school. This, however, enraged her. Investigators say she threw the trespass warning out of the car window and then called the school's principal and threatened to, quote, punch and beat her butt if she did not allow her on campus to pick up her child. After realizing that her threat to beat up the principal didn't work, she then called 911 and stated, quote, I need someone to meet me at the school, and if someone don't help me get my child, I will blow this bitch up. End quote. <laughs> While I can't be sure there would be any voting going on, it, I can tell you that I think it is zero chances that Tiffany Marie is going to be voted Mother of the Year at this child's school. Uh, unfortunately, because of Tiffany Marie's actions and threats, the school and students were put on lockdown until it could be determined that she was not actually a threat to the staff or students. Folks, it's real simple. Our teachers and school staff have had a hard enough time these days without having someone threaten to harm them or our schools. There are mature ways to deal with something that you may or may not like, but threatening to harm a school administrator or the school itself is not going to be tolerated in Brevard County. <laughs> Tiffany Marie was then taken into custody on a total bond of $22,500 and transported to the county jail for fleeing and eluding, operating a vehicle without a valid license, disrupt, disrupt, disturbing a school function, and false report of a bomb. My God. Why is it that people that have suspended license are the first ones to call the police? Yeah. And what makes you think that the cops would let that kid go anywhere with you after they figured out that small material fact? Or the fact that you said you'd blow up a school. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like, like you know, even if you tried to recant and be like, ah, I'm just fucking around, it's like, no, no, no. I was, talking about going, I was talking about going in the bathroom and taking a massive shit. That's what I was really meaning. Yeah, no, 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 no. There's certain times to make a joke and certain times not to make a joke, and... You know, your therapist, even, you know, talking to, talking with a buddy on the phone. Yeah, I was going to blow that bitch up. Okay, yeah, cool. I mean, go for it. But when you're on the phone with the 911 operator on a recorded line, after you physically threatened to physically assault the principal on the phone, which was probably also on a recorded line, you know, like, what? you know, you can't double down and not have any anything to, like, go with it. People... People aren't just going to be like, nah, I don't know. I don't know. Peacock isn't threatening when you're holding a shotgun to it. And that's, that's, a, that's, that's basically what this boils down to. Somebody just puffing out their chest or tail feathers and getting slapped on the face for it. I'm, personally, I think she got off easy with the, with the bond that small for threatening to blow yeah. up a fucking school. I'd have, thrown I... the fucking, I'd have thrown the fucking book at that woman, man. If I were the if I were the magistrate or the fucking judge that uh, they got to hear that arraignment, I'd have been like, nope, 
I'd have been like, oh, really? You're going to, you're going to, this is where you went with that? Let me show you what happens when this is to, to people who go there. This is, this is exactly what happens. <laughs> yeah, it's dipshit. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a dipshit. All right, Buck, that's going to bring us to a close of another episode of the Social Liability Podcast. If you liked what you listened to, we only ask a couple things. One, we never ask for money, but we do ask that you pay us by simply paying attention. Just listen to the show. That's all we ask. Tell a friend. Get somebody else to like it. Hit the subscribe button. We have a new show each and every week. Every Saturday. We are. This is episode 147, Buck. We've been doing this for a hot minute. Uh, we also have another, yeah. we also have another show that Buck hosts called the Subcockles of Reddit. You can listen to that on Spotify, uh, Anchor, or Google Podcasts, and just give that a shot as well. I mean, it's just us with him talking more than me. That's all. It is. <laughs> uh, hopefully, yeah. hopefully next week we'll have a special guest. Um, I'll really kind of kind of happen on the fly here, real quick. But we'll see what we can, and we'll get some more information out to you as soon as we can. Hopefully, these fire alarms won't be going off nearly as much, and you want to listen to that. But I am the Buck, or yeah, rather, I am the Raz. He is the Buck, wishing you all a happy and safe week, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Social Liability Podcast. Mm-hmm.